Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 200 with one of my most legendary and unique friends, the unapologetically authentic Christopher Lockhead. Christopher was one of the first special guest episodes that we brought to you with someone from outside of the Cutco Vector community. He's certainly a friend of our community with close ties to several Cutco Vector alumni who have been featured on this podcast. I chose to feature Christopher for our Milestone 200th episode because I knew he would bring some truly unique perspective and value to our listeners. He's a three-time chief marketing officer in the Silicon Valley who retired from traditional work in his 40s in order to pursue passions like surfing, martial arts, podcasting, and spending time with his family, friends, and pets. Who better to choose for episode 420 than a guy who you might find on many afternoons in the garden outside his home in Santa Cruz, California, with his chickens, sipping on whiskey or even lighting up a little. Christopher is his own man, and it's something the people close to him, including myself, appreciate most about him. In these short snippets from our original conversation, Christopher shares how follow your different became an important theme for him, and he gives some ideas on how young people can find the courage to be themselves. He explains why this uniqueness is important, both personally and in business, and he leaves us with an inspiring vision of future possibilities for the ambitious leaders who listen to this podcast. I'm grateful to be able to bring you the powerful insights of leaders like Christopher who have changed my life and are continuing to change the world through their work and their influence. If you enjoyed today's short episode, please revisit my full conversation with Christopher Lockhead at episode number 200. So you rebranded your podcast after uh, initially building it up. You rebranded it to Follow Your Different, which is obviously unique in and of itself as a title. How did you come up with that? And what does it mean to you, Follow Your Different? Well, one of the things we hear a lot, of course, is follow your passion. And what does that mean? It, it's, I don't think it's very helpful. And a lot of people end up working in things that in the beginning, this is the fallacy with follow your passion. Some of us don't know what we're passionate about. I didn't know I'd be passionate about surfing until I tried surfing. I didn't know that that would be a passion. And so when we say to somebody, well, follow your passion, they say, well, what's my passion? We don't know. We have to go discover our passion. So that's the first piece. The second piece is, On a personal level, Dan, we connect on our similarities in many ways, which is great. You and I share some core values. That's really, really important. That allows us to connect as human beings. And I respect you for that. And so our similarities are important. 
However, that said, most of us want to be loved and accepted for what makes us unique, what makes us us. Mm. So it's that different that I'm talking about as a human being. What makes Dan, Dan? Because there's only one of you, right? And you may have similarities with lots of other people. You have lots of similarities with me, but there's lots of differences. And the similarities are always fun. If we have shared interest, you and I have shared interest in business and sales and marketing and personal development and growing companies. And we care about the world and we care about where we live. And and we have a lot of similarities we connect on. And that's all very powerful. And there are things that are unique to me uh, that are unique to you that are very different from me. And so all of us want to be loved and accepted for those differences so that we can be ourselves. How does a young person find the courage to be their own self? That's a great question. And I think it's a nuanced thing to think about. So on one hand, there are social norms and there are expectations for certain people in certain kinds of roles in society and business, salespeople, executives, et cetera, et cetera. I think we have to be aware of those things. We can't be completely ignorant of them. However, being constrained by them is a mistake. We have to realize that we must take responsibility for our words and our actions. And so one of the things I learned as an early young man was if I was going to give myself permission to be fully self-expressed, which I wanted to do, I also had to be responsible for it. And I also had to realize no matter how responsible I was going to be for my words and actions, I was going to fuck up from time to time. I was going to say something stupid. I was going to offend somebody. I was, and so I realized that and said, you know what? On one hand, hey, buddy, you got to pay attention and be responsible. But on the other hand, you also got to let yourself go. And when you fuck up, you have to have the courage to say, I'm sorry. So I sort of figured all that out in my early 20s. And then I just let myself rip and let the cards fall where they may. And, you know, I've had to apologize for saying some stupid things. And obviously there's things I said and did when I was 27 or 32 that I would, uh, would not have done today, but I think all that's okay. I didn't, none of anything, none of that stuff I did from a malicious place. And I think most people can tell that. And so I think if we give ourselves permission to be ourselves and we accept responsibility And we realize from time to time, if we let ourselves really rip, from time to time, we're going to have to say, oh, that came out wrong, or I apologize, or what have you, and have that be okay. So that's on the personal side. In business, it turns out the most legendary entrepreneurs, the most legendary creators, the most legendary salespeople, the most legendary innovators were not doing something that was incrementally better they were doing something that was exponentially different. Hmm. The people you and I admire the most are the people who broke and took new ground. And in order to break and take new ground, you must try something different. And in a business context, the most legendary people become known for a niche that they own. We say Bob Marley, reggae. Right. Right. So this celebration of the different, different people, what makes us uniquely us and what different businesses, different ideas that move the world forward in an exponential way. Those are, to me, endlessly interesting and endlessly powerful. I really like what you said about how people want to be loved and appreciated for what makes them unique. 
one of my podcast guests called it your personal monopoly, right? What is really unique that you have that not everybody else has. And I just think it, it makes so much sense for people to try to discover what that is in their life. What is their personal monopoly? What is the unique value they can bring to the world that you know others don't bring as well as they do or others won't bring? One of my favorite quotes is from the legendary Kurt Cobain, who famously said, they laugh at me because I'm different and I laugh at them because they're all the same. And most of us, you know, on the personal side, whenever we compare ourselves to others, we're in pain. If I compare my career to your career and I go, well, you know, I've never achieved the kinds of things Dan has achieved as a sales leader and thought leader and personal development. And you've been with one company for so long and you've built, helped build that culture. And, you know, there's many, many things that you've achieved that I have not achieved. And if I compare myself on that dimension to you, I'm going to be disempowered. I'm going to be depressed. I'm not going to feel good. If I compare my surfing to Kelly Slater's surfing, I'll never surf again. I got a bunch of guitars around here. I make a noise on guitar. I'm not really a guitar player. I make a noise. If I compare my guitar playing to Eddie Van Halen or Mark Knopfler or pick a guitar, the Slash, whoever you want to pick, Chuck Berry, I'm never going to pick up a guitar again. But if I, so this comparison game is a one-way path to misery. That's on the personal level. Turns out in business, as it relates to category design, the most legendary innovators did not want to compare themselves to what came before. They wanted all others to be compared to them. Legendary businesses don't play a comparison game. They play a choice game. When we do that, we distinguish ourselves. We differentiate ourselves. And we become known for what, as an individual, what makes us unique and the unique problems that we solve and the unique value we create in our career and in our work. It turns out that's true for businesses too. The company that designs the category is best positioned, dominated. Name it, frame it, and claim it, right? Legends do that. Mm. So powerful. And it's, it's a, as you're speaking, I'm just here thinking and my wheels are turning about uh, how anyone who's listening could begin to identify what are they known for? What would people say they are best at? What would people say they are the best that anyone knows at, really unique at? And as people can begin to identify what that is, they can accentuate what that is in their business and in their life in order to be more successful from a financial point of view, but also just in order to be more fulfilled that they're bringing their best gifts to the world. Yes, absolutely. And so what can we be legendary at? What we want is we want to be known for the value that we create and deliver, for how we partner with people, for the relationships that we have, for the difference that we make. We want what Dan Cassetta has, which is called a reputation. And that reputation is built on 30 plus years of making a difference, of making a contribution, of driving sales, of helping to develop people, of being empathetic, of caring, of being a good friend, being a good mentor, being a good human being. That's what we want. You want to be valued for 
who you are and what you bring. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is never before in the history of humanity has the future been sitting right in front of us, screaming to be created. Everything about the way we live, work, and play is up for grabs right now. There's massive innovation, massive new category design happening, like has never happened in the history of humanity. And what I think this means for those of us who are committed to making the world different is we have a unique opportunity on any dimension, whether it's political with civil discourse or how we deal with our customers, how we grow our businesses, how we grow our families. The future needs you. And those of us who are in a position to participate in designing a future that we say is going to work can have an exponential impact because there's never been more receptivity. There's never been more technology. There's never been more opportunity. There's never been more willingness to re-examine how we live, work, and play than right now. And the legendary people I know are getting busy in designing the future. And the future needs us. The future needs you. And I would argue, you know, I know many people in your world. They're extraordinary alumni of Cutco, and they're extraordinary people there today. You folks, these folks that you work with, Dan, are the people who make a giant difference. Now's the time. The world needs those people more now, and the opportunity to create the future has never been greater than right now, and the future needs you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.